Evening prayer starts on page 22. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Together the general confession. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 4 begins on page 347, and we'll also do um, Psalm 8 on page 351. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme my honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood? Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when their corn and oil and wine increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world! Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, 
and the Son of Man that thou visitest him. Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. Thou makest him to have dominion of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field. The fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the book of Ezra. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God, which is in Jerusalem. And whoever is left in any place where he dwells, let the men of his place help him with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, besides the freewill offerings for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of Ju Judah and Benjamin, which the priests and the Levites, with all those spirits God had moved, arose to go up and build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. And all those who were around them encouraged them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with precious things, besides all that was willingly offered. King Cyrus also brought out the articles of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from Jerusalem and put in the temple of his gods. And Cyrus, king of Persia, brought them out by the hand of Mithridath, the treasurer, and counted them out to Sheshbazzar, the prince of Judah. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the loneliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh chapter of the book of Acts. Then the high priest said, Are these things so? And he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran. And he said to him, Get out of your country and from your relatives, and come to a land that I will show you. 
Then he came out of the land and of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession, and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land, and that they would bring them into bondage, and oppress them four hundred years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage I will judge, said God. And after that they shall come out and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision, and so Abraham begot Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him, and delivered him out of all his troubles, and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, seventy-five people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem, and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. With you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Almighty and everlasting God, who has given unto us thy servants grace, by the confession of a true faith, to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity, and in the power of the divine majesty to worship the unity, we beseech thee that thou wouldest keep us steadfast in this faith, and evermore defend us from all adversities, who livest and reignest, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Um, here we start the uh, long green season of Trinity, the, the first day after the first Sunday in Trinity. And I think it's important this week that we keep in mind uh, from our colic, uh, the beseech, what we ask God. Our ask of God is to keep us steadfast in this faith and evermore defend us from all adversities. So we read in the Psalms, the Psalms of Praise, and we see that God is worthy for us to put that kind of faith in him. So then we look at the book of Ezra, and I, beginning of the book of Ezra. And I want to say a little bit about Ezra. Ezra, Ezra was a priest, and it's very possible that he not only wrote the book of Ezra, but also the book of Nehemiah, and very possibly also the book of Chronicles, first, you know, first and second Chronicles. And there's some things to note uh, as we read Ezra, and we just got the introduction today. But the parallels between Ezra and Nehemiah and the Exodus, when we look at them, in Ezra, we see the beginning of their release by the ruler of the capturing nation, uh, just like what happened in Exodus. One, uh, the one in Exodus released because of calamities, and this one by command and obedience. Free, of the, uh, free from the captivity and back to the promised land. And as they left, both in Exodus and in Ezra, they were given gifts of gold and jewelry. The pe people of um, Egypt were saying, here, take this and get out of here and leave us alone. And these were gifts uh, that were given with a better spirit. And we see that they were taken, we see their journey, to, we'll see their journey to the promised land. We'll see the rebuilding of the temple in the promised land. And in this case, they have a mosaic type leader in Nehemiah. And so we see that they're led across, uh, away from Babylon into the promised land by um, Nehemiah. And they face, of course, trials and, and the building of the temple. And we'll um, read that. And so I think if you read through Ezra and Nehemiah, and, and just uh, maybe as you read through it, it would be interesting to keep that Exodus connection in mind and see if you can pick out some other similarities between um, Ezra, uh, Nehemiah, and the Exodus. Um, Ezra will end up calling his people again to steadfast faith, stead be steadfast in this faith, and, and also will show how God keeps them from adversities. So we move to the book of Acts, and then we begin uh, chapter 7. But I think it's really important um, as we look at how Stephen answers his, his accusers. Uh, later in his testimony, we'll read about his the release from the captivity of sin and, uh, and our Moses, who is Jesus the Christ, of course. So St Stephen was accused right at the end of the previous chapter in chapter 6, and it says that they also set 
up false witnesses who said this man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against his ho this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him saw his face as the face of an angel. So we start today's passage and the high priest said, are these things so? So Stephen begins his, his response. Um, he, he responds with the call of Abraham, then, and then he starts to move into the patriarchs of Egypt. So we'll see um, in Stephen's defense, I think there's a somewhat of a parallel between Peter's sermon and Stephen's defense. And of course, we'll see at the end of Stephen's defense, a, a different response by the people. So Stephen does th this response. He's a man of faith. Um, he knew he was being uh, put on trial for blasphemy. He knew what the, the penalty for blasphemy was, but he responded and he spoke his truth in spite of what might happen. I was thinking today and I think uh, about how things that we do that we respond to and uh, was talking to a man who used to be a baseball player and, and now is a, a good Christian man. And he was talking about how he would hit a fastball or a curveball, and, and I said, you didn't think about it. And he said, no, you respond from practice. And so many, many practice times. Soldiers don't think about the shot they are taking. They respond from training. And as Christians, it's very important to understand that our reflex as Christians comes from our practice. The life of prayer is our practice and steadfast faith is our practice. And I wanted to kind of end with a, a thought from C.S. Lewis who compared um, faith and liturgy to a uh, dance. And he said, uh, the actual quote from the book is, he offers a comparison between liturgy and dance. Both must be learned, he suggests, so that when they are employed, they needn't be thought about. So we're not thinking about the steps we're taking. When dancing, you do not want to have to give your attention to the dance steps. You want to give your attention to the one with whom you are dancing. And of course, C.S. Lewis had, had said further in, in his passage that the more we, we practice the dance, the less we have to think about the dance we're practicing. And in the same way in a liturgy in our life, we want to give attention not to the liturgy itself or to the evening prayer or the office, but to the one we have come to worship. And that is how we build our uh, life of prayer being our practice and our steadfast faith uh, is to keep giving attention to this this one who we come to worship. So encouragement to continue our practice and to continue in steadfast faith. Let's continue with the intercession, which I believe is on page 590. Yes, it is. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And of course, we ask God for his blessings. He answers. And so we want to continue with the thanksgiving right below that. To our prayers, O Lord, we join our unfeigned thanks for all thy mercies. For our being, our reason, and all other endowments and faculties of soul and body, for our health, friends, food, and raiment, and all the other comforts and conveniences of life. Above all, we adore thy mercy in sending thy only Son into the world to redeem us from sin and eternal death, and in giving us the knowledge and sense of our duty towards thee. We bless thee for thy patience with us, notwithstanding our many and great provocations, for all the directions, assistances, and comforts of the Holy Spirit, for thy continual care and watchful providence over us through the whole course of our lives, and particularly for the mercies and benefits of the past day, beseeching thee to continue these, thy blessings to us, and to give us grace to show our thankfulness and sincere obedience to his laws, through whose merits and intercession we receive them all, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Barb and Robert. Have a great Monday evening. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Good evening, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening. Bye, Nancy.